I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. My man. Hey, hey. We are with one of our favorite people in the world. The great Joey Shuey is with us again. Welcome back. Thank you. So good to be back. Uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, Joey uh, does legit professional Enneagram work, both with corporations and does uh, work with her husband on parenting. So on both these fronts and uh, super excited to have her back. And we're talking about something I've first heard in your work, Joey. I don't know if you took this for somebody else or if this is original to you but we're talking about processing centers today as far as I know that came from me I mean I didn't pick it up somewhere it was something I had to come up with in corporate America because I have not found prior to talking about processing centers a great way to address three sixes and nines I just yeah I think it there's so much lost when you say you're you know that TJ's doing repressed and doing dominant that it doesn't cut it, especially when you're trying to work with people in corporate America. So uh, processing seemed really obvious to me. Yeah. Love that. Enneagram is already kind of a bizarre theory to, to start out with. And if <laughs> doing right. repressed and doing dominant, that, that doesn't sell. And simplify, right? That's, I mean, I think I, I definitely come at it in corporate America with, I've got a shorter amount of time to do this. Simplify, simplify, simplify. So... I'm also curious, like, what's the ratio of s amount you got from your experience working with corporate, with corporations and in, in the business world versus watching your husband for 20 years? When it comes to nines, <laughs> man, <laughs> watching my husband for 20 years <laughs> takes on most of it. I hope that that's not just unique to the three of us. It, it, it seems like there's, uh, well, actually, it, it it appears that you get a chance to to work with lots of different people and learn more about Enneagram, given the variety of people that you work with. I think you're, you're fairly unique on this front. I don't know a lot of people working with large swaths of people. Absolutely. And what's really cool about that, honestly, is the, they're not seasoned in Enneagram. Hmm. So what yeah. you're getting is just true, this is me without the lens of Enneagram. So I get to apply the lens before they even realize that's what's being applied. Right. And, and without a lot of the sort of spiritual baggage uh, that comes along with a lot of the other communities that are studying the Enneagram. I love that word <laughs> because that's the best word. It is baggage. I think when you put the spiritual piece in, while it the upside is huge. It also adds on the downside, and it's because of the baggage. Yeah. The, the subjective view of spirituality is fascinatingly broad. Mm. 
when you take that piece away, then you're really just looking at what are these centers of intelligence? Like, let's just cut to it and look at which one we're using in what order and where are we, where are we leaving one behind, basically, or two, depending on who we are. Well, I teased it as we're talking about processing centers. There's a handful of different sets of triads, different ways you can carve up the Enneagram circle into threes. And this is a fantastic one, a tool that we've, uh, TJ and I have done some, some work on after our conversation with you on our own and just love, love, love the potential here. So uh, just fresh eyes, what, uh, how would you define processing center? So the way I like to come at it in corporate America is I start with triads. So our just gut, head, heart. I like starting there because when you look at the Enneagram symbol, which, as you two can imagine, can be (laughs) off-putting in corporate America, but it's important, and I say it's super important for the beginning of the conversation because you have to visually see how the centers are connected because we're connected. And those lines that connect us are so much more than stress and secure lines. They're what carry us to the other centers. And so I always start with uh, looking at the Enneagram. I, I kind of create a pie chart, if you will. Yeah. And to talk about it without having a visual, it's an upside down peace sign, kind of, without, you know, the line going down the middle. It's, it's that pie at the top is doing in the 891 space. Uh, feeling and heart is in the 234 space. And, and thinking, logic, head, that's in the 567 so I, I start with pie chart without any lines so, they, so that they can really start to see we're, we've all got this made up in us. It's just a matter of how and when are we accessing those centers. And I think it's so important to start with triads, even though you two both know how much I love stances and I teach in stance order. I think triads is important for two reasons especially when you're looking at uh, what we end up processing with. Triads is important to look at what I call our home base because even threes, sixes, and nines who don't process in their dominant center, that triad, that, that center where they start, their home base, that determines what fuels them. And the way I say it is I have listed values for each of the centers of intelligence and your home base determines your values. And we can value elements from every center of intelligence, and many of us do. You'll know it's your dominant center or your home base if those are the values that influence your daily decisions. And so you, the three of us, we are all in that doing space. And so even though you and I, Jeff, we process with doing Uh, TJ joins us in being fueled by that anger, right? It's there for him. And I'm super aware, being married to my husband for 21 years, that um, he thinks a lot about doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's processing with thinking, but most of his mental energy is about tasks and getting things done. Or how to avoid them. Oh, either way. Yeah. It's, it's, you're mentally working through it one way or another, you know, applying later to everything most of the time. I love this as a, the intelligence center is exactly that. I like the language of home base because it seems like all the other um, activities uh, jump from that. 
my language or our language has consistently been that we are receiving the world through the head, heart, or gut. Processing isn't reception. It's uh, it feels like it's one step further. And I don't know you if do you after. can conceive of how that works in your mind, but I would love I would love to hear how you how that kind of fits as you're thinking. You're receiving the world through your body. What happens um, for you and me that's different from what happens for TJ there in the in the body tribe? Love it. Just to start with body and doing. All three of us have the same home base. The other term I like to use is filter. We all have the same filter. So the initial filter is doing for all three of us. So we come up to a situation, all three of us as an eight, a nine, and a one, and because doing is our filter and it's our home base, we see that something should be done. Like that's a quick read for all three of us. Mm. Jeff, you and I as a one and an eight, we then process with doing and action. So we roll up our sleeves immediately and get to work while TJ shifts to thinking and he sits back with thinking and observation and says to himself, someone should really do something about this. <laughs> so the awareness is there, but the action is not. Is processing then connected with solutions? Um, it is could for be. Yeah, I, I don't think everything requires a solution. So I guess what I would say is he takes in with doing but the processing part is what do you do next? Like, I think that's the better word because not everything requires a solution. It's just, that's a very doing thing for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> doing dominant, right? But it's, um, it, it's what you use to move forward, I guess is I would, what I would say. Yeah. I have thoughts on this, but what do you think, Teach? Well, I, I've been thinking about, um, like, the, the second half of this question is, like, the... We, our language is that you take in the world through your primary center and you engage the world from your stance. And so withdrawn, reactive, aggressive. Uh, I, the processing center seems to me like the step in between, which for eights and ones is still about doing, but for nines it's now we take, we took in the world through that, through our body, through like what neat, the, the sort of active part of us, but before we decide what needs to be done, we need to process it. We need to, to figure out like what is the right step, what is what what actually needs to be done here before we move to the place of engagement and and then we just go take a nap because we've spent so much energy thinking about it. But like th th that I'm not sure if it's right yet, but as I've been going through this, it seems like that processing is sort of in between taking in and putting out. That's where my mind goes. I would love to float this your way, Joey, that it feels like with our intelligence center, it's almost like we're taking in raw information, but we lean towards the head, heart, or gut there. But there's no values yet. It's just this is how I experience the world. It's when values come in. Um, am I good in the world comes in through the processing is how I suppose I would want to state this. So if I'm processing through action as a one, the, the physicality, the internal focus for me arises is, am I feeling like I'm good in the world? And I know that by what I'm doing and what I'm experiencing in terms of my actions, all of that is colored with values for me. 
as I'm thinking through it personally. So I don't know if that applies to all the other numbers, but that's that that was that's been my thought in terms of trying to get my head around this. Um, do you got thoughts? That's an interesting way to to look at it because when I think about eights, nines, and ones, where we I don't think separate from each other is how much we value justice. Right. And so I almost wonder, rather than it being a separate thing, almost we carry it with us, the values, what we carry it with us. Because I, for sure, Jeff, when you just described doing for you, I'm, I know I'm doing a good job. I'm not doing it to be valued. Right. And likely, I wonder how much I'm doing sometimes to be against. Like what popped up for me was, was motivating need there as well. So when I think about, I'd love to hear it for you, but I, like I think about TJ, how much of your thinking is about avoiding, Mm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's a lot. It's like, what is figuring out the, the easiest path from here to there? Like what, what is the shortest distance between two points? And like that, that influences my driving. That influences so many things in my life. It's like I, I, I don't care as much about the reality of the shortest distance of two points, but I care about the theory of it often. What went through my head just to stick in the body centers is that my the the focus of my value judgments is moved internal and i would imagine that for eights it's external it has i imagine your actions in part are going to be um am i vulnerable in this space do i have agency um it's the i'm i feel good if i have the autonomy that i desire externally and for me it's uh, it, it moves inward and for a lot of ones, it can be really severe in terms of do I have full control and mastery over myself? And I know that if I'm able to do the things that I want to do internally, can I, uh, you know, so for a lot of ones, it might be can I control my weight or can I control my language or, you know, do I have these habits of some sort? Um, and I imagine for, am I wrong, TJ, if, if you're processing with thinking, it's going to be at both directions yeah. for the, um, so as you were talking, that's what I was hearing as well. It's Well, I love TJ's language theory. Like that struck a chord with me because I think that's that goes right into the thinking center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I think sevens and fives love theory. Yeah. If you look at yeah. the two who are both processing there with you. So yep. I like that. Bang. I know I had a thought prior to us um, talking about this in that if you were going to separate, right? If home base is the same and what does processing look like, where is that delineation for the people who, for the three sixes and nines who shift? Mm -hmm. So the way I Mm -hmm. was thinking about it was, Jeff, I feel like you and I, um, I think ones and eights, we trigger is is so overused. (laughs) So I'm not, I I, I don't mean to overuse it, but it's like, that's what triggers me when things aren't done well. Okay. And I don't think it triggers threes or nines, but nines have shifted away. When you look at threes who come up and it's, it's not their home base, it's where they move. Mm. I think there is where there's, there's so many similarities with eights, ones, and threes as we process because it's not the home base of threes. 
I don't think threes care how much, so much how it's done, but Jeff, I know you and I really care. Yeah. Uh, just as a footnote, the three is going to shift into processing with action where TJ is a nine is, is shifting to processing with thinking so that, um, but they're like to, to what you're saying, Joey, the, the three, the, it, it's less about if it's done well and more about if it looks like it's done well. Like the, there's an right. efficiency piece that like we need to make sure that this gets through the process, not necessarily that we're doing every step correctly, but like we, we want it to have the appearance of done well. And, and appearance comes from there. Yeah. Right. And appearance for what? What's the point of appearance? Someone else looking at it. Yeah. Right. So that leads to their home base, right. which is not just feeling an emotion, but remember, I, I, I really drive home. That's the people centric center. Yeah. Yep. So it's, does it look good to other people? Yep. Yeah. It, would that be it? It's Joey, you and I as an eight and a one are assessing not, not relationally. Whereas the Correct. three is, is assessing their actions relationally. Mm-hmm. And so TJ, my question then is if you, if you moved counterclockwise, then would it be true? And I, when you look at fives and sevens, it seems to me that they're almost both dismissive when the logic is not there, but I don't find nines to be as dismissive. I find that you have loads of positive presumption meaning that's what would separate you while you while you pr- process with logic and observation like fives and sevens. When the logic isn't there, I don't think it agitates you like it agitates fives and sevens. I need you to expand on that a little bit more. If you don't have a logical argument, a mm-hmm. five will not engage with you. Sure. Period. Sure. Yeah. The way I look at it is if you're coming with emotion, fives and sevens don't have much to give you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Either mm-hmm. one of them. Yep. And while I think emotion drains you, I don't quite think it's you're as dismissive of it right. as fives and sevens tend yep. to be. I agree. I, I think that from from our perspective at the top, at the crown there, we like the, the idea of seeing two sides uh, or seeing multiple sides of everything, like logic is really important. And that is sort of like that's how we process. But also it may not be the only answer. Because someone else's feelings is important too. And sometimes feelings supersedes logic. Said no five or seven ever. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so then it, if we don't have a, a, you know, a six or a three in the conversation, but when you look at then twos and fours, I, I tried to carry it through out. They both stay in process with feeling and people awareness. And I don't believe... Sixes get as worked up when people are mistreated quite like twos and fours do. Mm. Like I'm trying to think of those hot buttons for twos and fours and it's relational hot buttons, right? And it seems like sixes acknowledge it, but they're not, it's not going to derail them like it's going to derail twos and fours. It's not a justice oriented reaction though. Yeah. No, I can't imagine that. I I really think justice is the hot button for eights, nines, and ones. Sure, I meant it more as what is what is the hot button then for twos and fours? If there's, I, I, what I was hearing is that mistreatment is on their radar of people. I think any yeah. kind of mistreatment of people. When I think of, that's my mom and my son, like mm-hmm. they they're almost hyper vigilant and hyper aware of the of the 
smallest personal slights for others, not always themselves, right? Right. But I don't think sixes, that's not where their their feelers are, if you will. Yeah, so it's not a, this needs to be made right. This is This needs to be fair. It's, I care about this person. Um, yes. I have a connection. Is it that I see myself in them? Is it uh, what might be a language that distinguishes two fours, their relational um, desire to defend others or empathize with others that's different from justice? I think it's an empathize. I, mm. It's it's interesting to me, Jeff, that that's, yeah. you, you're such a doing processor that even this conversation, yeah. you, the next step for you is, well, they're going to do something about it. I don't think so. Sure. They're going to sit back right? and just feel their Because we're back pain. in processing with doing, right? <laughs> but I don't. I think they're just aware of it and they're feeling about it. They've got all sorts of feelings about it. Doing is not part of that, though, because that's not what they process with. But I think threes would do something about it. Correct, right? I think the, the image piece comes in there, right? Yep. I think threes yep, yep. are going to do something about it if image is tied to it. I think you can't get away from that. Yeah. Might be a dilemma in their head of whether or not they can stand up for the person. Uh, and whether or not it'll be, look bad for them. Yeah. Will you be socially yes. shunned? Yeah. Yes. Bing, that's a good introduction. <laughs> um, and any, anything that we missed in terms of just that, the big idea of processing center um, before we just, we're going to go around the circle, talk about each of the types, kind of unpack this a little bit more. I think it's important and, and we don't have to be on the same page, but because three sixes and nines shift, I don't believe they have a defined or even a well-defined support center like the other types have. And I think that's would be germane for the conversation. Yeah, we had brought that up in our last conversation that three sixes and nines in your mind don't have a secondary center, a support center. We consistently use the word secondary center. But the because of that, there's some positives and some negatives, I suppose, on this front. Absolutely. Um you're talking about lack on that front. What, what is what are the three six nine going to lack because they lack a support center? Well, the initial lack is you hit imbalance first. If you're a three six or a nine, while we're all dealing with imbalance, three sixes and nines hit the hurdle first because you don't stay with home base to process. You shift, and so my language is: I believe that threes double down on action. Whereas, so they process with action like you and I do, Jeff, but Jeff, for you, you're not on the triangle. Your line to four means feeling supports doing for you. My line to five means thinking supports doing for me. Then you've got threes who are just, it's fake it till you make it. It's I, if this isn't working, I'm not going to stop and think. I'm not going to stop and read the room. I'm just going to push it harder ultimately because what I know that I know if I'm a three is I can make this happen. So same with nines. I think nines think for too long and observe for too long ultimately. And I think the hamster wheel that we've talked about with sixes, when they get on a hamster wheel in their mind of the what ifs and the yes buts, that's all subjectivity. That's doubling down on subjectivity. They've abandoned logic and they're not doing anything yet. So they're going to stay in that subjective view until they essentially get their heart where they're comfortable with it because their mind's always going to come up with another scenario and they're not ready to do yet. So that, that's what it looks like there. So the, the downside, right, would be that you're rocking with one. That's kind of what I say. 
The upside is you're the only three that are interconnected. Like you're all, that triangle means you can move both ways is the way right. I view it. Right. Yep. Yeah. So you can just shift faster through the centers of intelligence. So instead of having the, what I picture it is, I picture every other number reading from the top down, meaning you just start with head, then obviously your, your support center, look at it visually, supports whatever your dominant center that you're processing with. And then you have to reach ultimately for that third one. Mm -hmm. I think three sixes and nines, I picture them standing head to toe with one center and both arms are reaching for either center. And it depends on the situation and their self-reflection. And it, it's more up to them, I think. Like, I think it's more of a natural move. You're talking about reaching for your repressed center in this? I'm, I'm talking about reaching for repressed and whatever the other one is. That's, it's hard to say, right? Because if you say what's dominant is repressed, when I, for you and I, we reach for our repressed. That's what I meant. With, yes. with, the, he, with the hexad numbers. Yes. Um, we reach for our repressor with Absolutely. the with the harmony triad in the center three six nine. They have equal access, and yet the reach would be into their own intelligence center. Or is it a reach? Are you? I are think you it's still. This? I think it's a reach back to the home base, but it's also a reach to uh, the what's last for them. Yeah. So that's. I don't want it to be confusing, but I think it's important to say. You're shifting to that center, and it's the center at the end of your stress line, but it is not a stress move for three right. sixes and nines. Right. Yeah. We've, we've used the, the term doubling down as well, specifically when it comes to, to our stress move for three sixes and nines, because it seems to me that both three sixes and nines, when stress hits and they engage their coping style, what they're doing is they're shutting down their intelligence center even more. So threes are going to solve problems by shutting down their feelings even more. And sixes are going to shut, uh, solve problems by shutting down their thinking even more. And nines are going to solve problems by shutting down their, their, their physicality. They're doing an action even more. I yeah. love it. I think that's very well said. So it's, a, it's good that those run together. Anyway, I'm going to... Um, I love that as a positive because I do think that it's it's worth naming as a positive that three sixes and nines that that ability to balance it's a little bit it's uh, it seems to me it's it's just more available as I think through those types. Well, and it just gives you there's everything in the enneagram right is there's two sides to it like when you there's nothing we get our gift is also can be our Achilles heel you know all the I say um, you know our superpower can be our kryptonite. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's happening. It's it's the other side of the coin for the triangle numbers for the primary types is, man, you you don't get two, you you're rocking with one, but you can move to the others faster. Mm -hmm. yep. I'm I'm thinking about the uh, lady in the water, the guy with the one arm that's that's <laughs> yes. overly worked out, and the other arm is just normal, but the one is just like this huge, ridiculous, bulky arm. And, you know, for most of life, that's a ridiculous thing. He has to walk around with that. His shirts don't fit right. Like, all of the things about having, being that lopsided. But, you know, that one time that he's got to use it, man, it's there. He was ready. Yeah. I love that. And I love that movie. It's my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Nice. Yeah. I know so few people who actually like that movie. I it's all about that. your purpose. It's Finding so your purpose. Good. So good. I love that movie. 
I'm a big fan of. Well, shoot, what is it? The forest, the the red color one. The village. That's my favorite. The village. The village. Thank you. It's yeah. good stuff. All right. Well, we're gonna go around the circle. We're gonna start with twos. It seemed to me that twos would be kind of a good entry point. Um, we won't have to worry with that about that shift. But as was said, twos are in the heart center, and they're gonna process with feeling. So. Um, when specifically just elevating the idea of processing center, uh, Joey, what do you see with twos here? It's all about relationships. It is all about relationships. And when you look at feeling specifically, you've got to, you have to highlight the reality that twos don't feel what they're feeling. They feel what you're feeling. So they're going through not only with the feeling, feeling filter, so that's what's out. They're just, they've got their own little feelers out, but it's specifically for what are you feeling? Because I'm uneasy with what I'm feeling. I don't want to go there. Let me keep it the focus outside on you. And it's fascinating for me to watch twos who are doing so much of the time because that's what supports the feeling they picked up from someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. So it starts with that. Meaning twos wouldn't do the majority of what they do if they didn't come across that person on yep. that day and pick up that feeling. Yeah, I think about this a lot like uh, twos bringing in the feelings of other people. And that's that's sort of like the information they're out for. And the point of that information is about relational value. It's like, how are we connected? How how do you feel about me? How do like, what can I do to support, to, to make you feel better, to like all of the information is being processed in a way that the point of it is about the relationships. And, and so when they, like the, the next step, the, the sort of doing space, like it, I, I know twos who sort of almost brag about not being logical. And like, it's because that the, the the planning, the organization of that information doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is is the way that we're connected to each other and and that feeling filter. So what's to do to make these feelings more, grow them, resolve them, fix them, whatever. Like it's all about that relationship place. I don't think you can say those things, make that acknowledgement without acknowledging the reality that twos have no line to the thinking right. center. Right. right. And that, so uh, I love when, when Enneagram just explains, like that map explains, oh, that's why, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it was hard for my mom to hear. Like she, it took her a while. I mean, we were on a trip together and I was like, mom, you just have no logic. And it, and she'll still kind of bring it up, but now she's embraced it. Like I hear we were just in a meeting the other day and she was like, I have no logic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's almost like once you accept it, it's, it's, it's not you're incapable of it. It's it doesn't factor into your mm-hmm. daily decisions. Yeah. yeah. And all twos should also hear that doesn't mean you're dumb or you don't think. No, the, the this has thinking, nothing to do with that. It, it's not part of the filter. What I'm hearing there, it's the one arm man analogy again. Is if if twos are taking in the world through their heart, and then again to offer the question processing center is about whether you feel good. And so responding to the emotions of others is going to give you the answer of whether you're feeling good. And you're taking that in through your emotional core. 
Um, just like eights have that energy going outward, and we're, we'll talk about fives in a minute, but it feels like that's how that works for twos. The I feel good move ends up having something to do with how they're connecting relationally. And I loved in, in your initial language, Joy, the, the, it was the stance came in as I was hearing it, the, the, I think the action that you see in twos of responding to the feelings of others comes in, in terms of how you're going to engage the world. So you've taken in the world through your heart, you've processed whether or not you feel good based on other people's emotions. And then if the, you know, if it's, if things aren't going well, then it's okay, how can I help? How can I, how can I do something such that, that I gain the connection that I really crave uh, from Absolutely. others? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is the clearest place where you can see relationship being such a factor. It influences doing and mental energy for twos. It's not like I um, was having a conversation with a two recently and her, we saw the exact same situation very differently because her take was that it was a result of the relationship. Right. <laughs> and that didn't even occur to me. Mm-hmm. Relationship didn't occur to me because that's last for me. But that is not just the filter for twos. It's how they process everything they're taking in is with the relationship. And I don't think that can be overstated enough, that reality with twos. That's where I want to double down on this in terms of that's for me where processing center comes in. It's is the world okay? How do you know that the world is okay? is going to get answered in that space. And so like if, if, if the whole world was blowing up and yet you had the two has their people and their people are connected and their people love them, you know what? Everything else will probably take care of itself. (laughs) That reminds me of a podcast that a live stream we did with mom in COVID and as a two, like my brother, my seven brother, you know, he had, we were talking about his struggles coming from the thinking center, my struggles yep. as an eight, because doing was so limited. And my mom was like, if, as long as my people are okay, that's, yeah. And, and even you know, like in that, in that space, like you, your mom has talked about how difficult things were just her and Joe at home because he was the let's say benefactor of all of her energy and like that, like as someone who needs to bring in the world, filter everything through relationships. If you don't have interaction with other people, the world's not okay. And I think I, I can easily see that being a big part of why someone like your mom would sort of be the, the center of a bubble in a pandemic. Absolutely. And that, been, <laughs> I'm going to give mom that language. She's going to love you, TJ, so she can just remind my dad that he's the benefactor. Yeah. <laughs> just for those who don't know, Joey's mom has an Enneagram podcast that TJ and I are a big fan of, is, and so that's why we know some personal stories here. Yeah, anything else on twos? Since, we, since we're going to talk about support and processing and support, I think we might as well throw in reach, yeah. right? And so I would say the reach for twos is not logic just because that's not where the line is. Um, so I say that if you don't have all three connected by lines, then it's a fourth step for you is the language I like to say. 
And I absolutely believe that for twos, logic is very accessible, but I don't believe it's accessible until they go through four and they engage in solitude and introspection and decide what they feel. And then I think once they know what they feel, it, it, um, it puts a, a, a thicker screen on absorbing what everyone else feels. And then I think logic is that's the fourth step. Okay, so just to unpack that, you think that the access for twos into their head goes through their having to get comfortable and be secure so that they can engage feeling their thoughts at force, in four space? And I don't think they can get comfortable. It is the secure move is four, but I think it's what it's... Twos hear that the four is their secure move, and they're like, I don't want to be alone with my own <laughs> thoughts and decide what that's not, that doesn't feel secure to me at all. No thanks. So it's what comes after you get over the hump of, you need to be alone. You need, you know, I have had twos for the last 20 years of my life in teaching tell me that they had like life changing moments when they took a trip by themselves. Ah. Uh-huh. Because they were forced into that introspection. I'll think on that one. The I, I I suppose the place my mind goes in terms of the security move is that when you have gotten the love and affection that you need and desire, your tank gets kind of filled up such that you have permission almost to get into isolated space. I suppose that's how I read it, but it may be the case that you know, all of us have our addictions. Maybe that's that's overly optimistic that your tank could ever get full for the two. I like that. I like that. And I think we have to acknowledge twos don't, aren't just chomping at the bit to be alone unless they're exhausted. Right. <laughs> and alone, you know, solitude and introspection twos doesn't mean going to sleep. Well, so on the, the, I suppose in my mind, the other place that you can get the head would be in your stress number. Uh, do you do you think that twos can access thinking in eight space in a similar way in a fourth step? If you look at my definition of truly drawing from thinking is when you're being logical and observant. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, what I think twos access from eight that looks like logic is total confidence in their doing. And that looks like logic, but that doesn't, and, and where you can see it's not logical is they're going to confidently do for you until they are run completely down. So what I say is the, one, the most obvious way to see that twos lack logic is their lack of personal boundaries. Because what you get, who has the best? Fives. Fives are doubly logic. They have the be- they're the most personally boundaried. Uh, TJ, you know, as a nine, you're very personally boundaried. Mm-hmm. Sevens have no problem saying no, or even just not, sh- you know, saying no with words or not, or not showing up, right? <laughs> Boundaries are easier when you've got logic on board. And so I think it can look, the confidence of a two doing for someone else can look like it was well thought through because of that confidence. But I, I don't necessarily think it's logical. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a great answer. Agreed. All right. (laughs) Move to threes. Threes processing. All right, so now we're going to do the shift. So threes are taking in the world through their heart center. They are not processing through their heart, though. They are processing with that shift towards the body. So um, you want to 
unpack that for, for threes? Honestly, um, I think doing this work in corporate America and looking at three specifically is what got me on this idea yep. that, that they shift, that three sixes and nines all shift. And what I've said always before realizing that there was a shift to process is threes are in the same stance as eights. So I'm a doing processor, but I'm also, and so are you, Jeff, but threes are in the same stance with me. And what I've said always before I did this thinking is threes have at all over eights because they have more finesse. They have more yeah. savvy than eights do because they read the room, because their filter is people, they, they just have something that eights lack when it comes to the doing. And so then I had, then it was, I was like, they don't do that with their thinking. Like it's action oriented. And so they absolutely have the home base of people and relationships and have a relatively high EQ on the front end. Like I would say, my thought is the numbers who actually process with feeling twos, fours, and sixes celebrate the highest EQs ultimately. And I would say that Jeff, you have a higher EQ than even a three because you don't stand independent from it. Like your reference points outside of you. And yes, a lot of your feelings are those private um, emotions that surround the inner critic. But at the end of the day, if you can visualize the shift, visualize those numbers shifting. So the three ends up at the top of the Enneagram and the six is on the right side and the, and the nine is on the left with thinking. If you drew a line and I have when I'm teaching down the center of the Enneagram, right down the center of that circle, then you have a divide and it's a very clear divide that threes uniquely straddle. So threes are the only ones that have a foot in feeling and a foot in thinking while they're doing ones, twos, sixes, and fours. It's all doing and feeling wrapped up. And sevens, nines, fives, and eights, it's all doing and logic wrapped together. And so I, I think when you really look at that shift, it explains why threes aren't necessarily, once they read the room, they've put that away <laughs> to do. It doesn't That's factor it in anymore. Yep. But neither does logic. And threes don't love to hear that because things work out for them all the time. And I remind them because I'm, it works for me too. We move so fast and think so fast and process so fast. That's three sevens and eights mm -hmm. that for threes and eights, we process with doing first and not thinking. And so we trick ourselves often that we thought something through when we didn't, we jumped right in with both feet and just started doing. And if something came up, we didn't consider we adjust in stride. Yeah. And adjusting in stride does not mean you thought it through to begin with. Yeah, it's it's interesting that like to think about reframing and like sevens and threes are the big reframers, but sevens reframe their thoughts and threes reframe their behavior in action or like in stride. I, I like that you're saying that that this threes and eights move so quickly that like it it's almost like it, you, you kind of can't see failures because it's already so far behind you that, that you can, you can easily trick yourselves into thinking that 
that you thought things through, that you did the right thing, that that yours was the the best plan of action, just because it's the only one that got on the table because you you put it there and then left. Right. Yeah. And our orientation to time is the future, so we're not right. thinking back. We're not going to look back on that. Right. What I heard was uh, circles back to what we were saying about twos and fours and being empathetic. I think threes are empathetic at the beginning and then the processing center kicks in and that's where empathy shifts because the, what they value at that moment moves and what they value is winning or then appearing to be successful. So they've read the room with the empathy and then there's the pivot um, Love it. Because I think empathy is feeling what the other person feels. And there's no time for the three to do that. Yeah. So that's, that's going to get in the way of winning. Right. <laughs> and what I've historically said, especially if I'm working with someone who I think might be a three, I bring up the example of because your filter is feeling and people and relationships and emotion, you can read feelings in others yep. really well. And you will notice someone's not okay. And as a three, you say to that person, I notice you're not okay. And then that person says, oh my gosh. And they want to then process fe their feelings with you. And as a three, you can't back up fast enough. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because you can't, if you can do something about it, great. But if someone wants to just sit and process feelings with you, you cannot do it. Where does, okay, so this is where, the feeling repression is going to kick in because as they respond to the world, they're going to be in the assertive stance or the aggressive stance, and that's a feeling repressed stance. And so that's exactly it. The feelings are an obstacle to getting to getting what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And when you, if you look at what we said at the beginning, which is, I think three, six, and nine. Yes, you have the hurdle of of you know doubling down on one center, but you can kind of choose and move through them faster. Man. Yes, nine is the stress move for threes, but I think that threes tend to avoid solitude and introspection because of the uneasiness within. Mm. So they would rather engage with others and draw from six than just stop and go inside. Yep. So I, if you, if you look at, you know, the three being able to grab either one, I've, I envision threes pulling for six more than pulling for nine. Yeah. Because it means stopping, don't want to do that, and it means looking inside, and there's uneasiness within, and and emotions that have been dis negative emotions that they've disconnected from, but not gone back to process. Yeah, real obstacle for threes here that their motive is gonna almost train them not to get what they need from their stress number and their stress move, and that's that's worth naming threes, <laughs> and it's worth saying that it's, it's not a failure if you pause and retreat. It's a necessary part of the balanced, healthy life. And I know we're not to ones yet, but Jeff, I wonder how much that happens with ones as well. Sure. Because sure. it is clear to me that eights, ones, and threes, we all process with action. And our stress move, which is yep. the move we need to take care of ourselves, are the doing last numbers. So yep. yours is four, mine is five, threes is nine. Do you recognize that in yourself that you would rather not stop? Uh, yeah, let me answer that twofold. One, that was also what was hitting me is that the for these action processing numbers, their stress move is into withdrawal. 
and I, I think that's so important here in conceptually for me. Um, I don't know if this is true of threes as well. I suppose what I associate with draw with is the feeling, the intuitive feeling of stress, which I don't like. And so that getting comfortable in introspection, getting comfortable in those spaces of, of uh, wrestling through what has happened emotionally in my past is almost inseparable from a, a feeling of stress for me. And so I need to name that if I'm going to actually do work, especially on, on, you know, for, if I'm going to do work on my past, I'm going to have to figure out doors into that space. Um, I don't, I don't feel, well, I do feel bad on the, on the one side of, of not feeling good, of not feeling like morally good as it were. Like some of the, my past is colored with moral failures. When I think, when I conceive of my past, it's harder for me to, to access those places of victory, of joy um, in my past. It's harder for me to elevate. This is what, my wife is fantastic on this front. My wife, who is a three, can elevate 20 things that have happened in my past that are worthy of celebration. And half the time, she's, she's really repainting them to look way better than they actually were. Um, but to be honest, I don't care. I let, my, I let that wash sure, over me and yeah. bathe in that for a minute. So that's, that would be that move for me. Well, I love that we've just, be, starting with twos, we talked about that four move for both of you. Because when you look at where the rest of us get logic, every other type has a line to five or nine. Mm -hmm. So even three, that's, so when we go inside, that there's logic there. That's where we can get logic. I can understand that for a two and a one, your pulling inside is not logical, it's emotional. And that's right. not a, a fun place, whether it's stress or secure, it's not a terribly fun place, right? Because right. it'd be nicer to, to pull inside and, and live in Jeff's world for a minute, you know, which is what your wife gets to do, right? When, when she does take the time, I mean, in TJ's world, when you get to pull in a nine and get some logic there, but yeah. Yep. And it's a real common pairing ones and nines probably in part because of that. Last words on threes? Learn to stop. I mean, I think we, when we hit you and I too, I think if you're processing with doing, you have to pay attention to your stop. I think we all do if we're not a stop number, but it offers us something very important. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the, um, like a, a big part, a big chunk of the time that y'all have been talking, I've been thinking about th threes and avoidance. And I think that, that a lot of threes pick up a, a skill at nine that they don't use for their good. They use for efficiency sake or, or doing sake or image sake. Um, like it's, it's not just avoiding like for internal processing, but it's also avoidance of like we mentioned threes don't want to have the emotional processing conversation with someone. Oh, I can see that you are not doing well. I don't want to talk about it, but I want you to know that I see it. And, and the avoidance like that pulling from that nine space of, Oh, I like, I, I can't do this right now. Like the, there's a, there's a way to communicate that something is important while doing behavior. It shows that it's clearly not important, <laughs> you know? So, so like, 
avoiding having those harder conversations, I think part of that is a skill picked up at nine. Avoiding the, I don't know, that like there, there's something there about the way that threes can use their feeling gifts to sort of engage and showcase this image and then pull back in order to not be stuck in the mud there. Because they don't trust their feelings. They yeah. trust their doing. Yeah. That's something I definitely say with you, three sixes and nines, where it was, where it underscored for me that I was um, on the right track with where you shift um, is it's abundantly clear that threes trust their doing more than any yes. the other two centers, feeling or thinking. Yep. TJ, you trust your thinking more than your doing or feeling. Mm -hmm. And sixes trust their feeling. Yep. And I, I, I hear them say they trust their gut, and that's they're not a gut type. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's trusting their heart and their feeling. And they yep. do. They absolutely do. I had meant to say this. Uh, some of us might think that the, the three feels, you know, our feeling and then moves on. It's worth noting they are also internally repressing their own feelings as well in that moment because, of course, shows of emotion are unbecoming and do not exude thriving or succeeding in the world in the, in the minds of many threes. And so it's a, it. that, that is a both ways, that nines, sixes, and threes, that emotion is going both ways. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so we talked about twos. The twos don't feel their own feelings. They feel your feelings. The threes don't feel their own feelings, but they also don't feel yours because they put up a barrier that similar to nines of not wanting to be impacted by your feelings so that it doesn't get in the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you carried that into the rounded out the triad, I think it's very difficult for fours to feel anything other than their own mm -hmm. because yep. there's such a, yep. a movement there. Yeah. It's and I, before we, I don't want to leave three sixes and nines without observing that I've, I've heard the language and I know I've heard it from my mom. I don't know if it started with her where when you do bring up that repressed center, so when three sevens and eights bring up feeling, when ones, twos, and sixes bring up thinking, when fours, fives, and nines bring up doing, that it's been, because it's been kind of tucked away from the world and repressed, that there's something really authentic and great there. And I acknowledge that and agree. I almost take it another step further. I think that three sixes and nines, because it's your home base and you're getting back to your home base, I think there's something, and Jeff, that's what it made me think of when you were talking about you know, threes initially, what they see and don't see. I think when they do some inner work, I've always said, I think threes, um, it, Enneagram work is the most difficult for threes because looking inside and slowing down is just, they're literally not wired to do it. Um, but if you get a healthy three, three who's really doing that internal work, they are so impactful because they can connect on the relationship level mm. and do something about it in a way that I don't think any other type can. Yeah. I, I fully agree there. It's human beings fully alive often are seen when they're really engaging their repressed center. Like for just to bring back twos, the, when, when twos get in touch with their, ability to reason through things, they are some of the most unique thinkers there are, um, in my experience and just lavish 
insight. It's it's and it's the relational wisdom that comes out often from from that clan um, that just real valuable. Um, I love the idea of the barrier that I, I think in, with processing center. You hit the for for three sixes and nines. The processing center kicks in, and the barrier emerges to their home. That, that as you were talking, that's what it was going through my mind. It's like, it's almost like you know when you swallow, your throat closes up so that you know it doesn't. It, it feels like that sort of thing. It's like I've ta- I've, re- I've brought in the world, and I and then and then the the barrier hits. Comes up. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I also love the idea that there, there's something rich about the image of of wanting to return home. I saw the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. This is where you're supposed to be. It was a, click, click your heels and get there. That's all. That's the move. Um, fours, fours process with feeling. We talked about this. The and as has been noted, where two's energy and um, radar is really external. It's flipped for the four, and their their processing with feeling is seems to me a very internal processing. And they're unique along with fives where their processing and support centers are the same center. So while twos get to take in and process with feeling, but then they support it with action, you shift down to fours and their line to two means that they take in and process with how does this make me feel? Oh, you're doing you're doing processing now with their head. You're you're saying that the four is processing with with two space, as it were? No, I think they process with four, but I think they support with two. That's what I, I mean. don't, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't say that the support center for the four is five? Okay. I absolutely would not. And so that that's new. And and I, I think we might have talked about this before, but that is for sure. I think there's only two ways where I'm really saying, okay, standing independent from what's been said. And um, stance, the st- name, renaming of the stances is one of them. And the other is I don't, ascribe to the understanding that one center is dominant, one's repressed, and so the third center is magically the support center. I don't think that's true. Because in my understanding of the thinking center logic and the feeling center subjectivity, you literally have, they, you don't have any more of a juxtaposition there. It's very clear. And I don't believe logic can support Emotion, and I don't believe emotion can support logic. Hmm. And so what has historically been said is, okay, fours, we get to fours and they're doing last and feeling first. So thinking has to support their feelings. And it's just right and there. So the, well, the language is, so they feed their feelings and they think about them. All true. Remember, my the way I teach is mental energy doesn't mean you're drawing from the from the logic center, yeah. from the thinking center. Mm-hmm. Just because you're thinking about it doesn't mean you're looking at it logically and objectively. And I don't think force ever look at their fluctuating emotions with objectivity. I would love to pitch how we've come to this and tease out where where the dis not the disagreement, but like there's adversarial energy here, but but where where you would pivot. Our language has been that fours feel their thinking and that fives think about their feelings in terms of how they're coming to the world. Is that a misstep in your mind? I don't find it to be accurate. 
So yeah. I have a 17-year-old, will be 18 next month, who is a four. And it is so clear to me that he's all about relationships and very much in the ways that my two mom is. And his mental energy, once he pulls out of himself and being withdrawn and feeding his own emotions, it doesn't go to objectivity. It goes to relationships. How do you feel about me? How do I feel about you? How are we doing? It's abundantly relational and, and feeling focused. And his mental energy is never on theory and logic. Um, I mean, fours love, they're, they're, I think they're philosophers um, almost naturally. But again, what, where that philosophy is in relationships and feelings and emotion. And, and on the flip, not to go too far, but just to show you the other side with fives, jump across. People have said, well, fives are thinking first and doing last, so feelings have to support their thinking. And my mom has taught. So if you disagree with a five, they don't like it. They can be emotionally invested because they're emotionally invested in their thinking. I've been around too many fives to see that if you disagree with a five, they're not emotionally invested. They'll just dismiss you mm. and think you're an idiot. You didn't show me the logic in this because I've, I've, I've got double logic around it. And so there is no emotion there. And there's not a read of people. Like in order to reach a five on a relational level, you're never going to do it with feelings. You're going to do it with theory and discussion and, and objective reason. And then they'd love, they'd love that um, relationship with you from there because it's not asking them to provide something that they don't intuitively have to provide. I love this angle. I'm still. I'm just to jump in. I'm sticking presently with where I'm at. Just My experience. Stick there. Good. Just to kick a personal experience back your way. What's your read on this? I have a brother who's a four. I have a child that's a five. My brother feels his thinking about what has happened. Like the thinking side of things, I can see it being a a, a feeling relational secondary center on one front, but he has beliefs about what has happened in his family. And he feels deeply about those beliefs and he can articulate those beliefs and they're not necessarily kicked out emotionally. Like I'm feeling my sadness, but it's, I'm feeling you rejected me and the, you rejected me is the belief that has occurred with my, all I see is mental energy around the relationship. Right, right. Similarly, I suppose in my head, and and I and I see that. Similarly, with my youngest, they are presently um, experiencing like it's not panic attacks, but it's like existential dread. They've come to these places that where they're really thinking hard about what's going on in their internal life and their emotional lives as they have kind of nihilistic musings, as it were, you know, and um, just. And I suppose that's how I conceive of what's going on there is that they're thinking hard about their feelings, almost like the feelings are something, you know, it's an object Objective outside of theoretic. themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, if you if you ascribe to what I think, then yeah. you you cannot point to anywhere on this on the enneagram where feeling supports do where feeling supports thinking or where thinking supports feeling. Right. They're they're switched, you know, they're all intermixed with doing because you can go either way there, feeling supported by doing, doing supported by feeling. 
But if you look at it, four and five would have been where that messes up. And I, I think it holds true. I don't, I think it is impossible to support subjectivity, um, and emotion with logic. And I think the reverse is equally impossible. I think you cannot support, um, logic with emotion. Right. Not logical. And good news, the Enneagram symbol is definitely geared toward your way of thinking. And so I'm, I'm going to lose Please this one as normal. But I was just going <laughs> to uh, uh, insert some thoughts as the uh, resident logician. Um, the, the, the symbol, like the, the existential gap down there at four and five, like the, this makes so much sense of like everywhere connects to all the other and, and then you get two and seven, and sevens can't get to emotions, and twos can't get to feelings, and this is the only place where that happens. Like, there is clearly a separation there between thinking and feeling. And, like, as I, I spend more energy thinking about this, like, there, there is a difference. There has to be a difference between logic and mental energy. Like, this, this idea of thinking processing is not about how our mind goes it's it's about the way that we see the information the way that we we observe whatever's happening and then the feeling space is a totally different space and you can think about your feelings but it's not logic it's it's a different kind of way to understand feelings and it has to it's it's mental energy so then the four who has firm beliefs about the way that they have been treated in their family, it's not logic-based. It's not observational-based. It's emotionally-based. The Even those firm beliefs are still not logic and observation. It's it's an emotional, mental flag in the... in Like, he he's sticking his flag in this place, but it's all about the emotional place. It's not about observation and logic. It's passion versus reason. Yeah. I mean, if you look at four and five, fours represent passion, fives represent reason. Mm-hmm. And never the twain shall meet. <laughs> and then, like, we'll talk, I think we'll talk about this more once we get over to fives, but, like, the the kind of, let, let's call them existential crises that a five might have, is it's, like, it's tied with anxiety. And I don't think that a lot of anxiety is necessarily relational i think it is more to do with with the mental process to take that further i think when fives do experience anxiety it's because of some of of, it surrounds being relational because they don't have a line there sure you know and and if you look at fours you got to do the same thing with fours like i said with twos if you if you look at and understand they don't have a line to thinking they don't Twos make up for it. I think twos um, fool themselves and others that they thought something through because of the confidence behind their doing. Mm. I think that independence that they have in eight does that for them. Well, fours are the only type on the entire Enneagram who have no connecting line to three, seven, or eight. So that lack of independence is very interesting. And Mm. so... What they do is it's it's what am I feeling in four supported by what are you feeling in two, and then their reach is doing it's one, and I believe the fourth step for fours is routine. 
when they can engage in the mundane of routine and just doing what, what ones kill it at <laughs> is routine, right? And when, a four, when my 17, almost 18-year-old, when my senior in high school is in his routine, his grades are, are terrific. He's just, it's like he, the fourth step for him for logic will not come when he's succumbing to his internal fluctuations. But when he sticks to a routine and he's handling the baseline doing, then he, he's a very deep thinker and a deep thinker that, who can reach logic. Hmm. But it's a fourth step for him like it is a fourth step for twos in my view of it. You want to talk about that healthy move? This is the most common question I get from fours who are actually doing Enneagram work has to do with getting into their body. What would that entail? Um, or what are some, how do, how do you initiate habits in those ways? What's wisdom there for fours? It's what Billy calls baseline doing. Like you have to be routine. I think fives, fours, and nines, all withdrawing types benefit from routine in different ways I think for fours, it gets them out of their heart. And do, just the rote doing, like same thing, I know where that's coming. And honestly, where I talk about it and have taught it in the past is I worked with a four for 15 years. Uh, we were very, we, we were just, and our jobs were similar, so we worked side by side for a long time. And when we started working together, I would have sworn he was a one. He was very meticulous about everything, lots of lists. I um, noticed his Google calendar was completely full all the time. Even sleep had its space. And we were working together as I was literally raising my child. And I started noticing that Will, my four, doesn't do well when plans change and wants to know the plan, and wants to know what's coming um, in terms of schedule. And I think that's where fours intuitively lean into their secure space. When they are healthier and sticking to a schedule, what it does when they know what's coming and they stick to that, they have that extra energy, because they have lower energy anyway, to manage the fluctuating emotions. So if that makes sense, I think fours stumble upon it in little ways when they're um, sticking to a schedule. And as children, they kind of are on one. And when you keep them on one, because it frees up mental energy to maintain those fluctuations that are coming when without them knowing. You know, the only thing that's sure is that is that they're never going to be sure what they feel. <laughs> that's going to come and go, right? Last thoughts on fours? I know Jeff still isn't on board, but I think you fixed it for me. <laughs> this this <laughs> solves some 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 things that I've been struggling with logically. Just makes sense. I'll, th I'll think Remember, about that's it. That's my tagline. It just makes sense. <laughs> it just makes sense. <laughs> that's not an argument. That's a, that's, a, that's a value judgment. Anyway, the fives. The see, I thought that was funny. Neither of them did. Um, <laughs> fives, as was said, fives are going to process with thinking, and and we can play that out again. They're going to double down on thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. 
I, I like to separate double down and hold that just for three sixes and nines because okay. um, I think it's a different kind of feeling for fours and it's two different kinds of feeling for fours and it's two different kinds of thinking for fives. I think Fair. fours, like I said, go from what do I feel um, and they support that with what do you feel and where's our relationship, gauging that all the time. Fives go from what do I think about this and these are my thoughts that I'm not sharing with anyone. So we mentioned that I've updated the the terms for the stances. And um, we we spent a good amount of time in the last podcast talking about why I think independent is a better name um, over aggressive for three sevens and eights. And again, res- why we all think that responsive is a better name uh, for ones, twos, and sixes over dependent. Well, I think withdrawing is a terrific term until you look at um, what happens when they go inside, when fours, fives, and nines do retreat inward. Because three sevens and eights look similar even as they're standing independent. Ones, twos, and sixes look similar even as they're responding to the world. Fours, fives, and nines, what you, once you pull inside, your internal terrain is so different that I think solitary is a better term to honor once you pull inside that those differences between fours, fives, and nines. And um, if you carry that out, fives thinking is solitary. And what I say solitary ultimately means is, for all of us, um, whatever is solitary, it's whatever goes before that is, um, it's mine and mine alone. You can't influence it, and I'm not going to share it with you. And that's fives thinking to start with, that's their home base. TJ, just to carry that to you as a nine, cause you're in the solitary stance, that's your doing. Mm-hmm. It literally doesn't occur to you to offer to someone what you're planning to do. Oh yeah, no way. In all those ways, yeah. and it doesn't occur to a four to share their feelings because who could even hold all of that? Mm. And it doesn't occur to a five to share what they're thinking. It doesn't. But then when you add that seven, that's when they come out and they're willing to share. And it's independent thinking, so you still can't influence it, but they're much more transparent about it. That's how I view it. I'd love to back up for two seconds. This has been the question on my mind since we spoke last, is the idea of being independent and being internal seems to me very similar in nature. Um, how, how, would you, how would you move through those two ideas you know, to show their difference? Excellent question. And I'll just answer it with all three. Um, anything, when you put solitary in front of it, it's I'm not sharing it, so it's not transparent, and it cannot be influenced. Okay? When you put responsive in front of it, so Jeff, that's your doing. It's my feeling, because that's my line to two. When you put, um, and it's TJ, it's your thinking. Mm-hmm. When you put responsive in front of it, it's transparent, and it can be influenced. Right. Okay, your doing can be influenced. TJ's thinking can be influenced. I did it today already. <laughs> and my feelings can be influenced. <laughs> and when you put solitary in front of it, you don't get either one. No transparency and no influence. So the big difference in independent and solitary is independent means you're willing to share it. You have no problem being transparent about it. Okay. But right. neither can be influenced. Those are helpful categories. That's 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 rich. Thank you. Well, well done. Uh, thoughts on fives? Teach. 
I'm curious what the fourth step is for fives. I mean, is it still routine? I think fives use action on behalf of others to show that they care. Okay. And because that's already hardwired into them, the relationship comes after the action on behalf of others, whether it's supporting your agenda, doing something for you. I was just with a client, and she was talking about her, her dad, who's a five, who um, was just honored in their town for, like, doing all these things. And, of course, he doesn't want to be honored and yeah. thinks all, all the things, right? All that's ridiculous, the pomp and circumstance. But I, it's a, such a beautiful way to look at the reality that um, fives are not going to be warm and fuzzy and tell us they love us. They're going to show us. Mm -hmm. And I think once a five gets there, they open up their heart more, if that makes sense. Once they get to the doing for others, I think that's where relationship stems from, from for the majority of fives who are naturally socially awkward, right? That's because of that lack of a line. And... Um, in all the ways we, we looked at fours and said, you know, uh, they have no line to um, thinking, but they also don't have an independent line. While fives are the only other number who doesn't have a line to something. And they are the only type who have no connection to one, two, or six. So responsiveness is not hardwired into them. And when you see it in their doing, I think that's what helps them engage with others, which would be the fourth step for them. It's, it's sort of like uh, for set up, setting up a routine means they don't have to use their thinking space to get to doing. And fives in the doing don't have to use their feeling space to get get to doing but once they get there they have the feeling space absolutely and i find fives to have an incredibly large capacity for service mm -hmm. on behalf of others they don't want to be recognized for it they don't want to talk to you while they're doing it <laughs> they want to just quietly behind the scenes you know do it and that's um when you look at not having responsiveness hardwired into you I think that's one of the, the most beautiful places on the Enneagram where we can have some compassion for fives. I think fives, um, in a lot of the ways that eights are misunderstood, I think fives are as well. But while I can reach responsiveness, fives don't have it to reach for. Mm -hmm. And so if a five is being responsive, they have consciously chosen that path. Mm -hmm. For the rest of us, it was hardwired in. The rest of us all have a line to one, two, or six. So in whatever way we're being responsive, that was already part of our hard wiring. Fives choose it. And I think that's just beautiful, ultimately. All of that strikes me as intuitively correct. Um, I have two things that hit me here. One is I, uh, just uh, in terms of my own note-taking, Going back, I'm real interested in listening back through this podcast with an eye towards security numbers. Um, I feel like we have a robust understanding of stress, the stress move. And the security move is is thinner. And but this this fills in some of the girth that I suppose I, I think ought to be there if this is a place for balancing. So as you're talking, this is I'm 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 very excited to go back with that in mind. 
another place that doesn't have a lot of girth for me, but I would love your response here is is our use of wings. Because with both the four and five, I normally discount wings and kind of set them aside as, you know, they're 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 they just make things messy in my mind. But as you're as you're speaking, I agree. the move <laughs> the move for both fours and fives to shore potentially to shore up that void, um, the independence for fours and the responsiveness for fives can be grabbed hold of in one of their wings. So the five can grab hold of responsiveness in six space and fours could grab hold of independence in three space in theory. Um, and theory. I was hoping for your, for your thoughts on that. Well, I share much of your sentiment about wings being um, a distractor from doing real work. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> that being said, I think and have found that the majority of fours who identify a wing, because you may not have a strong one either way, is a three. Mm-hmm. And the majority of fives who identify a wing, it's a six wing. I mm. think it's unique to span that space at the bottom. I always think of my mom's teaching. She says, you know, Thomas Merton, and I did some research. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard my mom say a hundred times. Thomas Merton, uh, self-identified four with a five wing, published in every language on the planet. And that's, I love that. That sounds so great. Like I've said that to my child because Will, we saw early on that he has a five wing for sure. That, that kid, and, and if you can imagine being raised by me, <laughs> being a four child, when he was like 12, I was like, look, bud, let's have a real conversation. You want to be a D1 athlete. And that's likely not going to happen because you don't have an abundance of natural talent and you don't have a three wing that's going to kick in and help you (laughs) do. You're like doubly withdrawing. (laughs) However, Thomas Merton was published in every known language, you know, like that stuck with him, right? Well, every known language, that's a lot of languages, right? But he is like published in probably the most known languages, I would say. So I think that spanning is unique. If, if, if that's to be said also, um, I can't speak to will because he doesn't have a three wing, but because I guess what I'm trying to say, Jeff, is I think that's too many. It's trying to pull in too much. I don't think the wing has that much influence. So I don't believe that fives can get responsiveness from six influence. I don't believe fours can get independence. Hmm? Like, influence or does it is it it seems to me like that's more of a tool or even a power to grab hold of if it's there but is that what you're saying like it's just not available i don't think it's available i don't think you can get i don't i don't think you can get something that you're discussing unless you have a line to it i don't i don't think you can get it just from being next to you right line being stress and security moves yes yeah that's it I uh, I also that my big line is that the wings are simultaneously way less important and also more important than we really give them credit for. But like in the way that like this a a chocolate chip cookie without chocolate chips is not a chocolate chip cookie. So like like me as a nine without my one or my eight wing, I'm not truly a nine because like this is just part of who I am, but also they're not important enough for me to ever talk about. Uh, and, and 
yeah, I've, I've, I've wondered for a long time, like, like where, where, where do we draw the line pun unintended of the, like what we can get from which places. Like if, if as a nine, I can get aggressiveness or independence from eight and three, like what, what's the value of having one over the other? Like, like where, where do we stop saying we can get all of the traits of one type from wherever they are, you know? So like, do we get everything about eight from our eight wing the same way that I get everything about six from it, six from the line to six and like, yeah. So I, I like thinking about that in a way that like it has less influence than we've been given the opportunity to believe. I think um, hardwiring is my language. I know I've said it plenty mm -hmm. of times today. Hardwiring is your type and the lines you share. And I don't think wing is hardwiring. The way I have talked about it historically is it dresses you up. It's yeah. the clothes you wear, but it's not you, yeah. ultimately. It's going to dress up how you represent to the world, but it doesn't touch motivation. Yeah. I like that you bring up you specifically, TJ, and the eight wing, because in the same breath that I always say wings aren't important, I do believe there are two spaces especially when identifying your number, but then further. Um, you know, like nine, I, th I have found in my teaching one of the hardest, if not the hardest, beyond six to figure out your type confidently is a nine with a strong one wing or a one with a strong nine wing. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that just trips people up in the world. So I, I acknowledge that for when you're trying to figure out your type. Beyond that, I think the only place where a strong wing matters in your journey is if you are a nine with a strong eight wing mm -hmm. or a four with a strong, or a, th or a four, how am I saying that? Sorry. A three uniquely with a strong four wing. Other than that, nine with eight, three with four, I don't think it matters much. And the yeah. reason it matters in those two places is you have dichotomously yeah. opposed motivations pushing up against each other mm -hmm. right so my dad is a nine with a heavy one wing my husband is a nine with a light one wing he leans a little my sister has a very strong eight wing she looks different sure. people who she works with would not find her to be a nine most people would probably think she was an eight or a more aggressive number and my language that I love is I think nines with a strong eight wing their eight wing writes checks that their nine butt doesn't want to cash. <laughs> so she'll get, she will jump into conflict. I mean, jump into it. Cause that's the, the dichotomously opposed motivations are enjoyment and relishing in conflict and avoiding it. Mm -hmm. Right. So she'll jump in and then she's like, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want to do this. Right. And it's a energy thing too. She overcommits herself all the time. Mm-hmm. In the moment, she's like, her eight wing says, yeah, I want to do that. And then she gets home and she's like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. And then three uniquely with four, you've got image and embrace image. Opposing image is death, right? And conformity is death. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's not going to change the motivation. My sister still avoids conflict. And it's not going to mean that a four, uh, a three with a four wing is going to not want to, it won't be image conscious. However, I think they're a little more aware 
And I think the way they choose to be image conscious is a little um, less conformative. Yeah. But it's still image, and it's still, you know, it, it's very interesting. So that's a, that's a, I think I went down a rabbit hole there. Sorry, but I, I just don't think wings, and all of that being said, I don't think my sister gets her independence from eight. I think she gets her aggressiveness from eight. Sure. But I think she gets her independence from three. Yeah. For sure. I like mm. that. Dichotomous motivations, y'all. That's a that's a book title. That's a winner right there. That's a, that'll I mean that'll sell four copies. <laughs> no, I, love, I love that idea. Um, hey friends, it would mean the world to us if you shared this with somebody you love, preferably a four or five who want to bombard um, me with all your emails about how Joey's right, about how uh, feeling supports feeling and thinking supports thinking. The, um, or if you want to support Jeff, that's fine. But make sure you send them to Jeff and not yeah. to Joey because she does <laughs> not care. <laughs> She'll stand it. Circle back to independently uh, stanced. Uh, as always, the music here is by The Collection and by uh, the great Brian Claxton. You can check out our typing tool online at the Start Here podcast. And if you want to see our pop culture deep dives, um, those you can find at Movie Typing, I suppose. That's what I got. Joy, it is fantastic as always to have you. What's the setup for? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> you might say thank you. Thank you for having me. I love our conversations. So do I. Uh, lots of, I mean, it's it's giving me notes for the next three months of work for, for us. I mean, this is just, this is, this is really just prep time. <laughs> and I listen to your follow-up podcast. Oh, did so, you? you know, if we ever need to revisit the whole, you don't think determination is the right thing, then we can definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what? My, uh, my schedule is free. When, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I, my opinions are, are, as were said earlier, can be, uh, can be uh, changed. What was your language for this? I have it in my notes somewhere. Influenced. Influenced. My, my, can. my, my opinions are, are, Subject well, what's interesting, you're, this is a great example of what I say. So follow it all the way through. So you are a responsive doer. Uh-huh. You are aligned to forming solitary feeling. Mm-hmm. As you well know, you keep all those internal things private. And your thinking is seven. So your thinking actually can't be influenced. So we may not be able to have a conversation. <laughs> But Joey, I'm a healthy human being who's, who's open <laughs> to growth. <laughs> I deconstructed. I know how this works. <laughs> you might do something different about it, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to change your mind. My, my, uh, you know, uh, young Christian Jeff going into grad school in the philosophy department where, with Oxford professors and just kicked the hell out of me. That that helped me. That'll help. That'll of, help. There it of is. Getting used to uh, it's like the eight athlete who is told routinely by a coach, "You need to do this, and you don't have authority here." Something maybe something right. like that. Yeah, because my doing's independent. You can't influence it. Right. Right. <laughs> but you're right. still gonna do push-ups. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's what I got. You got anything else, CJ? I got nothing. He's DJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't just isn't interesting. <laughs> <laughs>